Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Stars Podcast. I'm Dave Teradoy, and with me today, alone, is Simon Salikas. How are you doing, Simon? How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. Uh, no Joey Alfieri today. He's at the training camp. Are you nervous for Joey? I saw there was 11 uh, people cut from uh, the Alouettes already. Can they cut executives in training camp? How does it work? I don't know. I've never been one. I think you can. I, I just don't think it's cut. I think it's called fire. Oh, bit, okay. Uh, no, he survived. Uh, I guess what are we? I don't think is it a week? Have they been there for a week or a couple of days now? I think a couple of days so far. A couple of days, yeah. yeah, he'll be there for a couple of weeks. I think so. I think they got three weeks in three rivers, and then the Alouettes start their preseason, and then kick off of the uh, of uh, the CFL season, which is uh, also usually means that to highly likely no more weather like today. <laughs> yeah, the last day, not the yeah. greatest of days. Yeah. Uh, don't 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 forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and subscribe to us on YouTube. The starters six nineties are handled pretty much everywhere. Follow Joey Alfieri at Joey Alfieri, and you can check all of his cool stuff at um, you know Al's training camp because uh, he is on site. Just want to remind everyone that we're brought to you by Club CDL. Um, Best tennis club, best sports club in town. There, uh, thirteen indoor tennis courts, both clay and hard. It has uh, six outdoor uh, clay courts uh, that have just opened. It has squash courts, racquetball courts, pickleball courts, everything you could possibly need. Visit clubcdl.com for some uh, for some cool stuff and cool content there. All right, question number one, Simon, brought to you by Club CDL. And question number one is: After the worst ever start to the season. Uh, CF Montreal have kind of bounced back a little bit, going from last place in the MLS to uh, going up all the way to seventh in the Eastern Conference. Caveat, they did lose uh, tonight by the recording uh, in Cincinnati. Um, But I just want to know, Simon, which version, and is this version of them winning the real version of CF Montreal? Uh, I think what we saw in the last two games is what you're pretty much going to see Throughout the year, uh, that there's going to look, I, I think the, the polar opposite. It's going to be either looking great or really struggling. It seems like, look, they've gotten the better of the teams that, uh, like TFC and the Red Bulls, who are struggling this year, and they beat those teams and they look good in the process. And that's fine, right? Like, if you want to finish in first place, you want to be in a playoff team in any type of sport. Uh, you have to beat the teams that you're superior to. And when you, you know, you follow whatever your favorite team is, Dave, I know you're a Ravens fan. I'm a Bears fan. If they miss out the playoffs by a game, you know, you don't scratch your head about the 34 to 10 blowout to the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. There's going to be other teams, other games in there against inferior opponents that those are the games you wanted to win. So I think they're picking that up. It's hard to tell, you know, we're, we're framing this at 10 p.m., on uh, on Wednesday night, just went into Cincinnati, one of the better teams, if not the best team in MLS play. Uh, and they were never really dangerous, never really in that game. Cincinnati got a bounce here or there to capitalize on their goals, but the back line was not very efficient by CF Montreal. Some terrible giveaways that led to goals. So I think this is what we're going to see. We're going to see get stretches of them being a team that can win certain games but I think once they match up against the LAFCs and the Cincinnati's of this league, they're going to struggle. You hope between now and the end of the season, there's an acquisition, maybe a player steps up. Also, some health would be nice to get some of their better players back and healthy uh, and get them playing in those roles, whether it's Sam Piet, getting Malovic, some, uh, Milovic, 
excuse me, some minutes uh, in MLS play. We've only seen him play in the Canadian Championship. So it's still a lot has to come together. Still a new coach, still a new system. Lots of players coming in, lots of players going out. Tough to get a gauge of what this team is going to look like between now and the end of the season. But in the reality, I think it's going to be a team that's never going to be comfortable in a playoff spot. And I think it's a team that's never going to be too far out of a playoff spot. It's going to come to a handful of games. It'll be the difference between them being in and them being out. But as having a gauge for them, really, really difficult to see what kind of team this is. Watch them today. Uh, not a lot of structure, not very dangerous. You, know, you had Camacho playing completely out of position. Campbell was the first time I saw him in a CF Montreal uniform. I didn't think he was very good. I think he got pulled at half or just after half. So still a work in progress, uh, Dave. Yeah, for sure. Good, good answer because I've written this question down uh, before tonight's game, obviously. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I weighed heavily on what, what happened uh, tonight. In, uh, in Cincinnati. All right, so uh, question number two, Simon, is brought to you by Station Pizza Madame. Great little pizza joint. I strongly suggest everybody follow them on Instagram. They have amazing content there. And uh, their food, great for parties, great for uh, pretty much anything, really. I mean, they're located at 5393 Boulevard Point West. All right, question number two, Simon. Yeah, terrace season is open too, so uh, yes. let's sit outside. The nice little cute terrace right on Point Boulevard is right there. It's, uh, very lovely setting. Amazing. And they have parking, too, in the back. So, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's a big deal. Clutch. Clutch. All right. Uh, question number two. I want to go to the NBA, Simon. And um, yep. your second favorite team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I have a question yep. for you. They, they won a championship two years ago. Am I right? Ish? Correct. All right. Uh, they fired their coach uh, this month. Um, the Phoenix Suns, Simon. Um, Monty Williams won coach of the year last year. Did he not? Also lost to the Bucks in the finals too, right? Also, That's yes, right. two years ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's uh, he's no longer uh, employed in the, the NBA. Um, your actual favorite team, the Lakers, they won a championship and also got rid of their coach soon after. Nick Nurse with the Raptors. It's just it seems as though they don't last long in the NBA. Coach head coaches don't last long. I mean, there's obviously some ex exceptions, Steve Kerr, stuff like that. But I just want to know: is the NBA too hard on its coaches? Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they are. Uh, I think that the, uh, the grace period for NBA coaches is less so than in the NHL. I think the NHL, you'll get a chance to work your way out of a funk and maybe have a bad season. Although, look, you look at the Sutter and Calgary playoff appearance, non-playoff team the year after. I don't think it went very well for him during the exit meetings and he was gone. I just, there's so much at stake. Uh, Dave, there's mm -hmm. an incredible amount of money at stake, um, you know, and there's, you know, like the superstars have kind of seems like they have more pressure than ever. It's not like the back in the day they didn't have pressure, but they didn't have the social media. They didn't have the 24-7 uh, sports cast. They didn't have every podcast coming out and talking about how they're not doing good or not doing well. So uh, I don't know if the NBA is quick. I don't think it is. I think it's a what have you done for me lately league when it comes to its players. And it also comes to their coaches. And it's par for the course. Like, uh, I feel bad that, a, that somebody lost their job. But I'm also, I feel, you know, you know, I feel less for them, like, less hurtful for them than the fact that they're compensated incredible amount of money. And, you know, when you get that type of money, maybe comes with a little bit of instability. You know, uh, if you mess up, you're gone. They all turn profit, the owners. It's not what it was 20, 25 years ago, Dave, when you and I started watching sports that, 
Ottawa centers are going for over a billion dollars. The Warriors are worth over six billion dollars. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to NFL teams. It doesn't matter to NBA teams. It doesn't matter to Major League Baseball teams. If you're not going to be productive, we'll pay you to leave because the profits will be there. Just just greater profit when we're postseason bound and we have a good team and our team is playing on national television and we're getting all our sponsors. So, uh, no, I, I don't think it isn't. You know, you look at Milwaukee. They bought out last year to the Celtics. This year get bounced in the first round. I know Giannis wasn't hurt, but the team still should have been good enough to take it to, to at least seven games against the Miami Heat team. Uh, they, they were bounced in that series early. Monty Williams, a 30-point loss in a game that mattered. Go back a couple of years ago, if not last year, was it to the Dallas Mavericks losing a, uh, was it game seven or whatever the closeout game was in that series? They were down by 30 points at the half as well. So there's a couple of bad no-shows. Phoenix Suns have a new owner. He wants to bring in his guy. Uh, so there's a lot of different circumstances, but I just don't think as a coach, like a player, there's no room for error. In you're going to get... Um, if you have, look at Jason Tatum, like after game six against the Sixers, like people were ready to run him out, like, you know, and then he has that fantastic, you know, 51 point game seven. That's how quickly it can turn. But for a coach, there's, I think, less turnaround for you to save your job or to save your season. A player can do it on a night in, night out basis, but coaches can't. And with the amount of pressure that's on them right now, I, I, I think the patience with ownership is less and less. All right. That's good. Uh, it's a good answer. I mean, I'm, I'm still shocked at like, you know, how quickly they go and how, you know, it seems like the memory is short a little bit and it's what I've done for me lately, but I can appreciate it too. I, everything you said, it's a business man. You got to get going. You got to roll. And you're, you're, the money looks better when you're getting those primetime games and, and those playoff spots. So well, I, you look at, and Nick Nurse had a pretty decent run too, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it was time for Nick Nurse. You know, he wasn't there for a cup of coffee. He had his mm -hmm. playoff. Yes, he had his championship. So he was there for a while. Um, and it, it's also with the modern athlete, Dave. I think the, the, the modern athlete is a very powerful person. And it takes mm -hmm. two guys, maybe even one guy, to go to the owner's box and say, listen, you got to pick. You know, Larry Robinson didn't have the luxury of saying, you got to pick between me and Scotty Bowman. Didn't happen right. like that. Like, <laughs> Well, Devin Booker could go up there and say, listen, and that, I don't think he did. And that's a, just a bad example. But maybe Yanis said, listen, mm -hmm. anymore with this guy. We, we need a fresh voice in there. You, you've got to pick between, uh, you know, player and coach in that situation in Milwaukee. You're picking the player. So players have more pull. It's a driven. Uh, a lot of these leagues are driven by their players. Seeing a little bit more of that in hockey. It's starting to creep in. But in the National Football League and especially the NBA, uh, the players have an incredible amount of pull. All right, moving on to the next question. It is brought to you by Next Level Hockey. Guys at Next Level Hockey, to develop your game, develop your strength, your you know specific details of your game that you need working on. Um, check them out at Next Level Hockey underscore on Instagram, and it's uh, you'll see what they do. It's amazing. They're connected with so many NHL, so many pro athletes, uh, and you know it's just it's incredible that they sponsor tournaments as well. So just go check them out. You want to work on your skating. You want to work on your puck handling, go check them out. This, Simon, is going to be the simplest question uh, you get all week. I know you've been on TSN 690 all week uh, with Gallo and you're going to be doing the morning show. This is going to be the simplest question. It may not, may not be the easiest, but it'll be the simplest. What is your pick for both the NBA Finals and the NHL Finals? Or the Stanley Cup Final, I guess you call it. Um, I'm going to go Dallas. You know, I said earlier in the week, Florida. 
Mm-hmm. Coach uh, Thursday night. I'm going to stick with Florida, but I feel less <laughs> than I did uh, a few nights ago. Uh, I don't know. Just saw a what couple. Of, I don't know. Just saw a couple of little breakdowns on TSN. Some of the experts talking about how good Carolina has been and and all that, and and maybe the Bobrovsky, uh, you know, Cinderella, you know, finally gets it gets the midnight at that point for him. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'll stick it through, Dave. I'm going to go Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars. Love it. And I think there's an incredible edge when it comes to goaltending between Dallas and That's Golden. Ottinger hasn't been brilliant, uh, but was excellent oh. in game yeah. number seven when it mattered the most. And I don't know, just maybe a little bit of momentum, feeling good about himself. Maybe that team's uh, structure is a little bit better defensively the last uh, 60 minutes of hockey. So I'll go with the Dallas and Florida. And on the basketball, without question, I think <laughs> Dallas, uh, excuse me, the Boston Celtics. And when it comes to the Lakers, I, I you know, I pick Denver. I just don't like that matchup. Wow. Uh, I run out of the gym in the first game. I came back to make it a game. Incredible that LeBron had a chance to tie it with about 45 seconds left on a three. Wow. Uh, so a lot of people are talking about how the Lakers have figured out the Denver Nuggets. I just saw Jokic out there, and he was doing what he wanted to do. Anthony Davis had a good game. He put up 40 points, but what Jokic does, he's pretty special. I don't know if they can match up anybody with Jamal Murray to get him off his game. He played like a natural, pure point guard that he is. So as much as it pains me, uh, I had the Lakers over Memphis. I thought the Warriors would get the better of the Lakers, so I've been wrong with the, the Lakers once. I've been right once. But I just got to think it's Denver's year. And if it gets to, to Boston and Denver, I like the Nuggets in that series as well. Nice. I love it. You're, I got to give you your flowers from last, uh, last week. You, uh, you, know, you predicted Boston. Uh, 76 wouldn't stand a chance in that game seven. And no. Boy, were you right. Yeah. Boy, were you right. Uh, and I kind of sucked because uh, I, I got home for, I don't know, on Sunday at around 4.15, 4.20. And it was the only game on, right? The, I think mm-hmm. the end Start at 10 p.m. So I tuned in and I was like, I hope I'm wrong with this prediction. And kind of like halfway through the first quarter, I was like, oh, this is this is going to kind of play out the way I thought it was going to just uh, crush them in game seven. Yeah. All right. Next question. We'll go to the NHL. But, uh, it's brought to you by Fresh MTL. Simon, have you been this week? What's your the last thing you ordered from Fresh MTL? I went and got uh, I got my three meals a week from Fresh MTL. Uh, and this, I went with, I always go with one, uh, red meat beef type of thing, one chicken. And I am a big fan of the shrimp okay. uh, like that. So they got some pastas as well. It's in the gold's gym in, uh, yes. you just walk in, it's on your right hand side. You don't have to be a member of the gym to go in. Uh, they're also available on Uber. It's perfect for guys like me and gals or whoever wants to clean up their eating habits and just eat a little healthier, eat a lot healthier, keeps me out of the drive throughs uh, clean products, several choices you can pick from, pick up delivery, you name it. Uh, and uh, as I said, you can, they can deliver as well and they can Uber. So if you're in the Laval area and, and you're looking for a lunch, just click on them. Pretty, uh, decent presence on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, good, good stuff. So, uh, if I make a suggestion, just go, uh, one chicken, one uh, beef and uh, one shrimp, just to make sure you check off all the boxes, Dave. All right. Definitely. I'll definitely uh, pick one of those for next week. What is uh, more likely? Question number four. Uh, well, so Mark Bergevin, basically, out in L.A. Now he's uh, rumors that he's associated with this Pittsburgh job. 
um, vac vacancy as a general manager. So I want to know uh, what is more likely: Mark Bergeron gets a job as an NHL GM this offseason, or Kyle Dubas leaves Toronto. As you know, Kyle Dubas said, you know, pretty good, honest in his press conference, saying he's going to talk to his family and see what's up there. So, what is more likely to you, Sam? I think it's going to be Mark Bergman getting a job uh, in the uh, NHL. Maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins. His uh, Bill Amard, uh, his good friend uh, Mario Lemieux, part yeah. of the group there. Mark Bergman is friends with uh, Brisson. He's friends with Luke Robitaille. Those are two powerful people in the National Hockey League. Maybe they can give him a little bit of that push. And with Dubis, you know, he said he wasn't going anywhere. Uh, I believe him, uh, and he said he's going to sit and reflect with his family on whether he comes back or not. He's coming back without question. Look, he's got to get a deal. So I shouldn't say he's coming back without question. I think mm -hmm. he does get a deal, probably doesn't get something very long, but I just can't see how he doesn't want to see this thing through and finish it. Even if it means for Nylander and Matthews, not on their contract or maybe on their contract. Uh, I think he, I'm just, from my perspective, I, if it was me, I'd, I'd, I'd want to keep going back at it until we got it right. So I don't see him leaving uh, Toronto. And uh, Mark Bergevin, you know, has got ties to the front office in Pittsburgh. Guy, you know, Mario's got some pretty good pull in that ownership uh, group. So I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Mark Bergevin uh, in Pittsburgh. So I'll say Bergevin will be a general manager before Dubas leaves the Leafs. Just, just quickly, would you hire Mark Bergevin? Like, are, are you uh, subscribed to the fact that, you know, he was getting better towards the last uh, final years of his tenure here in Montreal? Or do you, you know, do you just... You know, you, you doubt that he could do it. Uh, I, I th this is the thing. Not happy with uh, the condition that he left the Canadians. Uh, too many bad contracts. Like Philip Deneau in L.A., but Hoffman, Army, and Gallagher get their money. Like you don't want to pay Philip Deneau's money. So that kind of did not like that on the way out. Um, but I, I also got to say this. Like shouldn't he be better the second time around? Like a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know what, what, what failed me in, in Montreal? Well, I one thing that I thought was never active enough for my liking at the uh, trade deadline. The one time that he got Thomas Vanek, that team went on to the conference finals, and if it wasn't for Carey Price getting injured, you don't know where that season ends. Uh, you know, but, you know, he doubled down with Ott and, and Dwight King and uh, Martinson was his name, the other guy. Like, mm -hmm. kind of always strange... Um, not strange acquisitions, just I guess he's looking for sandpaper, grit, call it whatever you want. Uh, but I, I think you have to believe that he'll be better at it uh, in his second go-around. Very popular with the players. Now, some might tell you it's because he paid those guys uh, very well. You know, the commentary about, you know, if you want loyalty, buy a dog, maybe directed a little bit about Andre Markov. I kind of think that he learned his lesson there. I don't think that's something... You know, I don't think he's going to talk about Chris Tang and loyalty and buying a dog. I don't think that's going to come up again. Uh, I would consider it. I don't think it's a slam dunk. I would consider it. I'd like to see what other, you know, who is he going up against. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I would definitely bring him in for an interview and, and sit down and hear what he has to say. All right. The next question is my favorite question. Um, yes. I've been thinking about it all week, to be honest, because I think it's a fascinating question. Um, brought to you, of course, by EA Fitness. Uh, Simon, how's your golf swing looking? I know you've been working with them on, on your core, right? You want to you get there? And uh, how's your golf game looking? Yeah, so EA Fitness, uh, a little private uh, shop, a gym on uh, Samson Boulevard in Chamonix. Kind of one-on-one -on -one training, so it's not like your traditional gym. You go in there, you work with a trainer. You can double up, bring a friend or get a small group, and they can help you out with that. 
but they can isolate from uh, whatever you're looking for. You know, I'm looking for just a little bit stronger core, maybe a little bit more flexibility, try to get a couple of yards on my drive. Uh, and they can do that. You know, and if you're just looking to, to lose weight, strength, whatever it is, they put a program in place for you. Uh, a little bit younger and still uh, aspirations of playing in the NHL, NBA, WNBA, whatever it may be, and you want your physical conditioning to be peak, I suggest you just check out EA Fitness. Very simple. Don't even have to walk in. Excellent, excellent presence on Instagram. You can start with that and you can contact them, get a sit down and, and take it from there. So really nice place uh, on Samson in uh, Shawnee. All right. So the season ends, right, for, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, at least pretty recently and, and perhaps a little bit less recently. The season ends. Um, Toronto, you know, they finally get out of that, you know, get past the first round hump, but uh, obviously don't really do anything in the second round. They're trouncing five. Meanwhile, the Canadians, they have, they're sitting in a pretty nice draft position at number five. And, and it just got me thinking, you know, the Leafs, they still have their core four. They still have, you know, hope that next year could be a year. They still have time to turn things around and get past the hump and, and whatever you want and go far in the cup. However, the Canadians, everything's interesting. Everything they're doing is interesting. There's hope. There's so much hope with the Canadians. That's, that's pretty much, you know, that's what they're selling. The prospects, Lane Hudson uh, at the World Champion. Like, it, it's just every day you see something about the Canadians' future being bright. So I would, I pose this question to you, bias aside, all right, because we all have these internal biases, obviously. But really, based on um, the outlook for each team, would you rather be a Habs fan or a Leaf fan? Uh, I think I'd, ra I'd rather be a Leafs fan right now. Hmm. Um, okay. I'm 50. Why? <laughs> uh, I'm 50 years old. I'm on the clock. <laughs> whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I, I don't I – I, I'm pretty certain – that the Leafs will be a playoff team again next year. And mm -hmm. maybe they get bounced in the first round. I, I don't think the Habs are a playoff team this year, whether they leave with Mitch Goff or Will Smith and get Pierre-Luc Dubois this summer or next summer. I just don't think they're there yet. I, you know, looks like they're trending in the right direction, uh, but there's still too many teams for my liking that are between them and a playoff spot. And I'm a big proponent. I'm a big fan of – of playoffs uh, like uh, I did sign up to the Mark Bergevin nonsense or some people thought it was nonsense I didn't when you get in anything can happen mm -hmm. watch the uh, Miami Heat play the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference final Miami Heat were in a play-in like we've seen this before the Florida Panthers are only mm -hmm. in the playoffs because the Chicago Blackhawks were terrible and sucked at hockey beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, where the Penguins are playing for their playoff hopes. And the Florida Panthers are four wins from the Stanley Cup final. So I will always, always be pro playoffs. Or how closer to the playoffs am I with one team than the other? And the Leafs are closer to a playoff spot than the Canadians are. So I will always sign up for the – no matter if it's, a, if it's an exit in the first round, I will sign up for hope every single time. And the Canadians are just not there yet. All right. Conversation to be had in maybe in two years? Three yeah, years? That's definitely. I'm pinning this question and I'm going to ask you. Yeah, look, yeah, you, uh, you get Mitchkov this summer and you get Pat uh, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois next summer. Just, you know, fantasizing here. 
And then you spend a year without Mitch Goff, and he comes comes to the NHL only after missing two years because he got out of his KHL contract, and he's a 20-year-old, and Pierre-Luc Dubois is playing at a good level. Nick Suzuki's at a point of game. Cole Coffin is scoring 40 goals. All those things are not completely unrealistic, but they ain't happening in October of this year. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks, Simon. That was five questions. As usual, everyone can play along, comment on the, on the YouTube link, comment uh, wherever you're listening. Hit us up on Twitter at the start of 690. See us on, uh, listen to us rather, on TSN 690 Saturday, Sundays, 7 to 9 a.m. Thank you, Simon. That was great. Bye, Dave. I'm going to bed because I got to get up at 4.30. <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy the morning show. Ciao, buddy. See you later, guys.